Hello everyone, welcome to the Football Betting Podcast. I'm your host Tom Pipkin and I'm joined as ever by my co-host and by my bomb-proof treble winning co-host. Let's point that one out this week, Tommy Walker. Welcome to the show guys, new and old listeners. Yeah, it was uh, it was a nice weekend mate uh, for myself yeah. and the show in general. Uh, a relatively comfortable treble. It was, which is something that, you know, we don't really get too often, but, you know, we, we welcome it with open arms when they do come in. So um, I think about seven to one that was um, overall. So good to see some of you get on that, uh, sending your bet, bet slips after the game. So that's great to see. What we'll do is we'll recap my treble and Tom's winning treble in full and give you this week's treble uh, later on in the show. Yes, a special episode. Uh, this week. So obviously, if you are new, uh, you would have missed the news last week that we have signed a sponsorship agreement with Matchbook. And this week, Tom, we have a special guest joining us later on in the show. We do. That'll be weird, won't it? It's been a long time since we've had another voice on the pod, (laughs) and I'm looking forward to it. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure the profit chasers are are excited for someone to break up our uh, monotonous UK English Nottingham accents. Uh, <laughs> Sully's going to uh, Sully's going to be coming on from Matchbook uh, to talk uh, to us and the Profit Chasers just about some of the best things about Matchbook, some of his views on the weekend. It's going to be really insightful. So looking forward to having him on uh, yeah. after the uh, EFL segment. But uh, yeah, hopefully the the Profit Chasers will enjoy that part of the show because it is a little bit of a reduced schedule this week, right, Tom? Exactly. So as you probably know, no Premier League, no Championship, but it doesn't mean the fun stops uh, for us because there is a, a smattering of League One, and I mean like a handful of four games in League One. Uh, then we've got a full fixture list in League Two. So there's a few things that we can still sink our teeth into. Probably will be a bit of a shorter show than normal, but uh, we'll work with what we've got. So yeah, what we're going to do, go through League One, then we'll chat to Sully, then we'll go through League Two, and then we'll recap bomb-proof trebles and fantasy football or whatever at the end. Let's crack on then with the four League One games. Uh, just to rattle through them, you've got Ipswich Shrewsbury, Plymouth Burton, Sheffield Wednesday against Bolton, and Wickham against Gillingham. Um, any of those take your fancy? I hope there's, there's something. I know we've only got four <laughs> games, so... In order for us to have a League One segment, I hope <laughs> we've at least got something between us. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna tip up the chair boys. Uh, so Wickham Wanderers priced at one point five four. The draws three point six five, and Gillingham out at five point two. Don't be concerned. The fact that Wickham have lost their last game. Uh, that was a Football League trophy game against MK Dons away from home. Traditionally, Tom, we've not really paid much attention to that competition. It seems yes. that it does lack uh, quite the intensity, doesn't it? Uh, and it feels like a, it always feels like an inconvenience to both yeah. sides. And then I feel like because of the lack of intensity, you can't really draw positives or negatives from it. Uh, So previously, before that, they did win uh, their last two games, one in very dramatic fashion uh, against Morecambe 4-3 on the weekend. And they've won every game, Tom, at home. So four wins out of four. 
Obviously, Sam Vokes and Gareth McCleary looking particularly dangerous um, for the chair boys. I mean, Gillingham do arrive with a good away record, I, I must add. Uh, they have played six on the road and they have only lost two of them, three draws and one win. But I think we, you have a look at Gillingham down in 18th. They're not the side that they were last season. And, and Wickham, as we predicted, Tom, right up there and uh, going for an immediate return to the championship. I don't see any reason uh, why you look at this game and do not want to back Wickham at a decent price, 1.54. Yeah, I completely agree. Very strong at home. Uh, another short home price side, as you'd probably expect, Ipswich at home to Shrewsbury for me, or 1.78 of the odds for Ipswich. So what's that off the top of my head? Just a touch under four to five for the home side. Um, this is an Ipswich side who are still in 19th in the league, but things are starting to gradually turn a corner for them. Uh, Shrewsbury, their opponents, Stuck down there in 23rd. They've just won two of their 11 games so far this season, scoring just eight goals. So they've been very poor and below a lot of people's expectations of them, I think, including our own. Uh, but 16 consecutive games Shrewsbury have gone now without a clean sheet. And I think when you're facing this Ipswich strike force, especially away from home, we've seen Macaulay Bond uh, in amongst the goals already this season. I think he's got seven or eight, one of the top scorers in League One. Um and I think despite Ipswich's uh, kind of win one, draw one, lose one general form, they won their last home game 6-0 against Doncaster Rovers. That speaks volumes to me. Uh, they've drawn previously to that against Sheffield Wednesday and beaten Lincoln. So I think especially at home, they've got enough firepower against this weak Shrewsbury side to get the job done. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you got to feel for Steve Cottrell, haven't you? Uh it's yeah. kind of gone from hero to zero. He was the best manager on God's green earth. Uh, and he got COVID. And the new season's come around. The fans are back in the stadium. And it's it's not going to plan. I, I feel for him. And uh, HMS Pista League should uh, get a good home win there. <laughs> Following yeah. up with another promotion clash. Uh, Plymouth Argyle in third against Burton Albion in ninth, Tom. Not many people would have said that, would they? No, <laughs> they wouldn't. The mate. No, they wouldn't. And as much as I, as much as I admire Burton and the job that uh, Jimmy Floyd Cash and the Bank has done there, I, I still think that Plymouth are the side to go for here. They have played six games at home. Uh, they've won three and drew three. Uh, Burton. I'm having a look at their recent form, Tom in terms of uh, the league anyway. They've only won one of the last five, and that was a win against Portsmouth. Now, Portsmouth are obviously coming off the back of a crazy 4-0 win against Sunderland, which we're going to touch on later on in your uh, treble, unfortunately. I I don't think that result is as good as it looks. Uh, maybe it's going to age well, but at the time, Portsmouth perhaps on their knees a little bit. I'm looking at things like an away loss, to crew Alexandra. That's a bad, mm. bad result. Um, a draw against Gillingham, just mentioned that I don't rate them uh, entirely. And then a defeat to Lincoln, Tom. Obviously, we got dif uh, different opinions on Lincoln there. But I, I just think that, that Plymouth have a lot more going for them, a lot more spark. And especially with this game being um, at home park, they, they should get that win. They're priced at 2.0. Eight, 
So obviously for those kind of in the fractional world, it's around 11 to 10 or so. Cool. Anything else from League One from you? Because it's not from me now. Really, yeah. I like the look of Bolton on the double chance. Uh, 1.64. They're away at Sheffield Wednesday. Definitely going to be a tough game. Bolton have won 50% of their away games. Uh, They've only conceded eight on the road, which is pretty decent. And Sheffield Wednesday at the moment, I mean, they've only won two of four at home. They've only scored five. Their goalkeeper, Bailey Peacock-Farrell, is basically throwing them in for fun at the moment. (laughs) There's no no two ways around it. And uh, yeah, I fancy Bolton to get there and not get beat. So double chance for the Trotters. Please. Yeah, I could I could see it. To be honest, both sides scare me a bit. I feel like whenever I have backed Sheffield Wednesday, they lose. Whenever I think they'll lose, they, they get a result. And likewise with Bolton. Whatever I think is gonna happen, the opposite always happens. So Well, to be honest with you, after last year I was a big Bolton denier and I didn't think they'd get the job done. Obviously they You hated him ever, didn't you? You hated him. <laughs> yeah, I thought he was I s I'm still not his his biggest fan but I respect what he's done but um, but yeah like this season it's roles reversed because I'm all in and I, I like what I see and, and you don't it's, it's, it's very bizarre <laughs> okay so um, that wraps up League One then let's chat to Sully yeah so it's fantastic to have a special guest a third voice on the show this week so please uh, give a warm welcome to Sully from Matchbook Hi guys, how are you? Tom and Tom, this isn't going to be confusing at all, I would suggest. Uh, delighted to be on the... You never get you never get that joke, which is good. So yeah, fresh content. Do you want to just quickly tell us a little bit about yourself? You know, yeah. Any team you support in particular? You know, they're probably bored to tears listening to two Nottingham <laughs> Forest fans for, for years on end. Yeah, so to give you a quick overview of myself, my name is Aidan O'Sullivan. I'm communications manager with Matchbook Betting Exchange. Um, in terms of a football team I support, I'll be honest, Like my background with odds compiling is generally revolves around NFL and rugby union. So I'm probably not the best football guy, but I have been to Old Trafford on multiple occasions. My father was very um, involved in one of the supporters clubs over here in Cork in Southern Ireland um, in terms of Manchester United. So a lot of my childhood spent two or three times a year going to um, Old Trafford. I'm very fortunate to do that too, by the way. I know it's not, especially for Irish kids, there's, there's only so many of us get to go across the uh, the Irish Sea to see Premier League games. But uh, look, you guys know from even the first time you walk into one of these stadiums when you're 12 or 13 years of age or younger than that, the absolute awe of looking, especially around Old Trafford. But I'll be honest, in terms of Manchester United, I've kind of fallen out of... Um, possibly with that club in the last couple of years. I, I was never really an avid fan to begin with, but uh, even on our own podcast, yeah. we've discussed how this this club is not the same as what it was. Um, I'm probably being a bit... I'm probably being a bit dismissive of Ole and the Glazers and all that, but uh, yeah, it's, I've kind of fallen out of love with the club uh, in general. So no, rather than being a kind of a fan, I'm generally just a fan of the game. So I, I don't affiliate yeah. myself with any team. An honorary Forest fan. With one of us. We'll uh, incorporate you into our Nottingham Forest family. <laughs> sounds good. Sounds good. I, I'm, I'm a free agent at this in this sense. So, yeah, happy to be there. Um, okay. So, I'm not sure how many of our listeners are familiar with betting exchanges like Matchbook. Um, so, could you shed some light on 
what a betting exchange is in its most basic form, uh, how different they are from, you know, your run-of-the-mill standard mm. bookies that they're, they're used to engaging with and, and using. Yeah, look, I'll, I'll keep this very brief because, in all honesty, this this is a whole podcast in ex- itself explaining the variances and the general intricacies of uh, an exchange. But the main difference is here is that you get to be the bookie. Um, I think anybody who is engaged with maybe Betfair down in the past, we're, we're way more new to the scene than Betfair. But however, we do feel that we offer a pretty good alternative to Betfair. You get to be the bookie. You get to set the odds. And in doing that, you generally get better value. And who doesn't want a bit of extra better value, especially you got to make your pawns go a lot further nowadays, got, you know, even with the fuel shortage and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, so you generally get the better price at Matchbook.com. And obviously somebody listening to this podcast now would say, well, he's obviously going to say that. He's communications manager with Matchbook. But if the proof is in the pudding. You go on to odds check or at you know two thirty on a Saturday. You go down to your EFL, your League One, League Two Championship, your Premier League. Invariably, you go to the right of the grid. You'll see Matchbook.com. There, we will be the best price more often than not. Not always, not a hundred percent of the time, because that's gonna that's gonna be pretty hard to do. But invariably, we are. And uh, look, I, I know from experience of just sitting down. On a Saturday, when you're going through your bets and you know you're going through your ACAs, we also offer ACAs at Matchbook.com. That's not always a thing that was offered and the exchanges, but it is a very relatively new feature now. And you're generally just getting the better value. You know, look, the sports books are great. I'm not going to come on here and say that I don't use sports books. I do, but I also use exchanges, and it's nice to have multiple outs. And what I mean by that, you know, multiple options to place bets. Don't be kind of limiting yourself to just one of the sports books and whatnot. In my experience, it's good to have a few accounts and kind of shop around. Go on to Checker If you fancy Nottingham Forest at home this weekend, as you guys generally do, then, you know, look around for the best price. Don't sell yeah. yourself short in that sense. No, th- invariably, people will probably wonder what, you know, commission is. And so commission is very simple. So with the better odds, there is a slight catch, but it's not that much of a catch. There's 2% net win. So I'll give you an example. If, if people win 50 quid on their bet, we'll just say at Nottingham Forest at home to Millwall, they win 50 quid there, they will have to give up a pound, one pound in commission. But that will actually even out and you'll actually still make more because you're still getting a better price anyway and a better price by a bit. So... You know, and I don't want to kind of be misleading in that sense. There is a small bit of a commission in that, but invariably, bookmakers they build this into their margin anyway. So, you know, if you yeah. look at a three-way market on the exchange, we're not getting too technical here. A three-way market on the exchange and the match odds, there's going to be maybe about 0.5 percent margin. Whereas even the best sports books like um, Bet365, they would be two two percent, and then go beyond that to maybe Betvictor or somewhere else or Paddy Power, they're generally going to be four percent in a three-way market so at matchbook.com you can kind of generally see that you're only getting maybe five percent and look this all varies you know championship efl there will be small bit more margin than those and it's saying a thursday and a friday but if you wait kind of closer enough to kick off you will see then you know it's actually displayed at matchbook.com as well in terms of what the betting percentage is but even if you're unsure google betting percentage calculator type in the odds of the three-way you know you're team one team two in the draw and that will give you an idea of what the uh, the margin is and invariably matchbook will be very strong there cool well that summarized it pretty well i think so long and short if we want the best odds so if the listeners want the best odds go to matchbook.com on saturday saturday morning 
Saturday. Yeah, I, I think so, and Tom. And in all honesty, like I said, just go on to oddschecker.com or any other price comparison site, and you know you'll you'll see it there yourself. I think that's probably the best way of looking at it. I mean, like I I can kind of pitch it all day all along the the benefits of the exchange, but when you see you know where a bet where a price like where one point seven and somebody else is one point six, that that to me, you know. That's where you're finding your value. I mean, like you know, yeah. we we can all we can all say, look, you know, this side is better than that side because it offers you know one thousand requests to bets, and that's great. Don't get me wrong; I've played those myself. But you know, sometimes you just want to sit down and say, okay, team one will be team two, and that's it. I want to have my fifty quid on that, or I have my hundred quid on that. I don't want to start putting in oh, this player to get a shots on target over six and a half corners, um, under four and a half throw-ins. I don't know. You know, those things are all great. Don't get me wrong, I, I get it, but you know, invariably, you know, sometimes keep it simple is probably the best way to go. Yeah, and I guess with us doing the bomb-proof trebles at the end of every show, what that's essentially always just team one to beat team two, pretty yeah. much. So, yeah, you know, for the best odds on those kind of bets, yeah, Matchbook seems like a, a great place to go. You can do your ACAs there, your you know your ten team ACAs, your five team ACAs, and you can you can get distraught at like quarter to five on a Saturday when one team lets you down. It's the beauty of it. You'd you'd miss yeah. it when it's gone, you know. We we live for that pain. To be honest with you, <laughs> we live for the pain. Um, yeah, and yeah, it's called it's called feeling alive, isn't it? You know, <laughs> I think so. Yeah. I think so. Uh, and Aiden, just as we were were speaking offline, I know you wanted to touch on the Asian handicap and maybe. Uh, yeah. educate a couple of the listeners that aren't sure with that kind of method of uh, of betting you know the funny thing tom about the asian handicaps is i think you have to go back a good few years for like Harry finley and um his name escapes me tony the the brighton of albion owner <laughs> the name tony bloom Tony Bloom, exactly. So these guys made it pretty famous in the early 2000s when uh, Betfair came online. And, you know, some people, they, they hear the word Asians and they kind of think, oh, that's going to be really complicated and I can't really get this, but it's so simple. And the way it's laid out on site at matchbook.com, they're called split handicaps. So if you think of a sports book and you go into a sports book and you want to back, um, just saying, I'm going to say Chelsea plus one away at Manchester City, Look, that's fine. You know what you're getting there. That's like a double chance market. You're getting the draw on site. But the problem with that is a three-way market. You're getting a handicap draw too. So when you know Man City win by one, then it's a draw. And you're like, oh, geez, well, why am I even bothering with this? This is just hard because it's three outcomes. But with a split Asian handicap on the matchbook.com exchange, it's a two-way market. You know, so you can either you can either lose, you're gonna win. But with even with the, the quarter balls and the three quarter balls, and I don't want to get too complicated here, but someone's gonna be listening to this going, Oh my god, how can there be a quarter of a goal? How can there be three quarters of a goal? There can't be. <laughs> but on site, I'm just gonna give a very brief explanation on this. It will appear the quarter handicap will appear on site at 0.0 slash 0.5. So we'll just say uh, last weekend, for example, Liverpool, um, a home to Man City, Liverpool would have been underdogs in this market so you can back liverpool at 3.0 which is two to one in fractional terms or you can go and say okay well you know they're two to one there but how do i keep the draw on side here you know so you'd have half your bet on 0.0 which essentially is draw no bet okay so like you get 
mm-hmm. you put 50 on that and if it's a draw you get your 50 back but on the other side of it you can get plus 0.5 which keeps the draw on side even more which means your 50 quid now at say 1.83 which is 5 to 6 you're winning on that side as well so you get your 50 plus your win there but just remember back you also get your 50 on the draw no bet so you've made like a 75 percent profit you know, on this, rather than kind of going all in and Liverpool at 3.0. What I will say, guys, though, is that I could explain this till the cows come home here, but if you if folks just want to Google Asian handicaps explained, uh, we'll actually have an article up there, but also there'll be other articles up there, kind of evergreen content out there that people will just be able to explain. And why I love Asian handicaps for football betting especially is, you know, it's a long season. It's a marathon, not, not a sprint. And you know, if you're looking at your bankroll on a Saturday before you get involved in your games, you look sometimes, maybe not always just go in on a team to win. Just look at the other side of it. Just take a step back and say, okay, how do I kind of cover myself here from a kind of a bankroll management sense? Do I just take a step back? And yes, I'm getting a bit of a lesser price, but in the long term, I'm actually managing my bankroll in a lot more of an efficient way and a lot more, yes, I may come across as cautious, but in all honesty, we do preach this on our own podcast as well. It is a long game. And mind your bank balance. And don't always just be having your 50 and a 2-1. to one. Have a look at that 2-1 to one or 3.0 in decimal terms and say, okay, just limit myself. I'll go in on the Asian handicap at 1.83, which is 5-6, to six, like I said. And that's just a better bet. It's just, you know, a small bit more cautious. And again, we're playing the longer game. Like I said, though, I could probably go into more detail on the Asian handicaps, but I would just encourage people to check them out. And in terms of Asian handicaps, outside of maybe a couple of sports books, there are very few places offer them. We offer them quite in an extensive manner on both uh, goals markets as well. So you can do Asian goal handicaps in those markets as well. So if you wanted to back... Um, you know, under two and a half goals with a sports book. Have a look around. Maybe come to us. You can get two and a two quarters or two and three quarters, and you, you'll see it on screen. Half your bet is on one side, and the other half is on that. So, uh, look, uh, it, it's funny about Asian. Funny about Asian handicaps. Just before I wrap up, and this, I, I have a good mate. He's a maths teacher in a secondary school here in uh, in Cork, and he can't understand them. And he, he gets on to me. He says, oh, what did you guys tip up in the podcast this week? Because he's obviously a lazy asshole who won't listen to our podcast. Uh, but so he just wants the tips. And, and he said, oh, no, I can't understand that. I'm not going to bet that. I'm just going to bet uh, the thing. And I'm like, mate, just just take a second. Just read out. Just read out, you know, how the market looks. It's not that hard. It's not that hard, but I would encourage people to just Google it themselves and have a look and just take a minute, have a look, and uh, it's very easy. I've got a question on odds compiling because you mentioned you're an odds compiler before you dipped into marketing. Yeah. Hopefully, it's a very specific example. But (laughs) I just want to chime in and say I think this is is sour grapes from Tom (laughs) from, from last week just for a bit of context. Okay. Okay, yeah, okay, you're, you're right. building it up for me there now. Okay, that's okay, okay. <laughs> right, okay. So last week in League One, we had mm-hmm. Portsmouth against Sunderland. Uh, Sunderland were priced to win at 2.5, I okay. think it was, around yep. 2.5, 2.6. Yep. And Sunderland, considering uh, they were top of the league, they'd lost just once all season. Yeah. Portsmouth, who they were playing, hadn't won in eight consecutive games and hadn't kept a clean sheet in about nine or ten consecutive games. Okay. So it's one of those prices where you look at it and you think, all stats considered, why on earth are Sunderland such a, a high price? And then and then Sunderland lost 4-0 in 
which went against all <laughs> stats, but it shows that you were bookies were right to price it how they did. But it's just one of those uh, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I get. I get what you're saying. I, I mean, the thing about it is that there's there's a whole look. I'll give you a bit of context from my background, right? So when I was doing ads compiling, I was this is going back a while. And I'm possibly showing my age here, guys. You know, I'm possibly showing my age in the sense that I first got into this when I was working. Um, when a company called Cashman's Bookmakers, which is an independent bookmaker in Cork City. Um, this was the, the early 2000s, so I was just finishing up school around this time, and I kind of got into it in that sense. Now, back then, you didn't have half of the models that odds compilers have now. You know, it's, it's a very different setup where they're, they're compiling odds. So you literally have to sit down and say, okay, what what is the most likely result here? If it's a three-way market like you guys are explaining there, okay, you have to kind of price up. So you've got a hundred percent, right? So you've yep. got a hundred percent, and you got to say, okay, thirty-three percent chance um, of the draw, which is generally around the two-to-one mark, and then you got to figure out, okay, who's more likely to win the game is a Sunderland or Pompey here, and then you got to work out your percentages there, and. In all honesty, back then it was very much a case of whoever went up with the first price, um, you would start looking around. And this is barely now when the internet was kind of invented. We had no odds checker back then, yeah. so there was a lot. There was a lot of kind of like even going into other betting shops and saying, "Okay, there, those guys are going uh, five to four here on Pompey." So I actually think we could get a bit more juice on them. Let's let's put up six to four, which is two point five, as you guys mentioned there. So that was a lot of it back then, and. In my in my experience, you have to have a conviction about your price. You know, you have to kind of be able to say, okay, well, look, we're going up first. Are we kind of confident here? What do we put our liability in for? Do we want to take ten grand? Do we want to take two grand or whatever else? And in all honesty, guys, those prices that are going up early in the week about football league, they're in for pretty low limits with the sports book. It doesn't take much to move these prices. Uh, Tom, to your question about how they came up with the prices there, I'm not fully sure. I'm with you in the sense that you have to kind of, like even even with the, the fans coming back, home advantage does count a hell of a lot more. No, obviously. It is factored into pricing this season in comparison to last season games behind closed doors because, look, you, you know even with the EFL that, that that is a factor. You know, going away to an empty stadium, an away team is a hell of a lot more of a chance. My only, and this is a bit of a guesstimation of what what happened there, is that Pompey maybe underperforming their metrics. And, Mm -hmm. you know, they generally do, the odds compilers, they will have kind of models built for this. And they're looking at different things and different variables than why why they haven't performed and they possibly should be performing. You look at even... um, Brighton last year in the Premier League, like they were outperforming their XG in a major way, you know, yeah. but the results weren't there. But then you see it now this season, they're on the flip side of it. You know, maybe their XG isn't as big, but they're actually outperforming it anyway. Whereas they were underperforming last year, and it can kind of there's swings and roundabouts with it. My own background in terms of odds compiling is uh, American sports and uh, rugby union, as I said earlier. So I'm not going to kind of BS you on an answer there, Tom. Is the basic kind of summation? There's a hell of a lot of variables, but uh, look, I'm with you, I'm with you in that sense. I mean, Adrian Clark on our podcast last week tipped up uh, Forest Green 
Um, who they were playing escapes me. Uh, they were away from home. Carlo, pretty, I think. Yeah, they, they won pretty handy. Yeah, and like mm-hmm. he said, like to us on Wednesday night in our, our WhatsApp group, they were two point five, six point six to four, and they went off considerably shorter than that. They were generally about two point one, two point two two at matchbook. So just over eleven to ten, six to five uh, there. So look, there's there's a lot of it with the EFL, especially. You'll find that the markets are not half as efficient with the um the premier league especially because you've got to remember the premier league markets especially in the asian market um out in asia obviously they're they're bet they're bet heavy you know whereas they those mar- those syndicates and those groups out way out there that, that obviously look we don't see that on the exchange but you know markets even out there they do affect the markets on this side of the world too you know when yeah. the, when they're bed heavy, so yeah, yeah. But either way, the bookies had a field day with that one because <laughs> if anyone's like me and our listeners, we all got suckered into the price. What I what I would advise to people is look if you're if you're kind of following sports, and this this doesn't just apply to football, but it applies to a lot of sports. Sit down and kind of kind of work out your own price, and even if that's just a percentage, just sit down and say, okay. I reckon the three-way market here, or even the two-way market, okay, say, look, Sunderland, you think they're going to win 60% of the time as opposed to, you know, Pompey would be 40%. Sit down and put that number down, and then you can probably find your own value. And in all honesty, just back yourself. If you, if you, watch, if you watch games enough yourselves, don't always presume that the, the odds makers have a secret sauce. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't. There's none of us experts at this. Like so, yeah. trust yourself. If you like, you guys watching off games as well. That you know, sit down and yeah, if the price is off, the price is off. And have conviction about it. You know, and yeah, it didn't work out this time, but the next time it could. Like, and, and look at this is all a this sometimes is a game of chance too. You know, and and just just kind of touching Aiden on the uh, on the whole kind of punter versus bookie thing. It, it opens up a. A fun dynamic, I think. Are we friends or are we enemies? Yeah, it's a bit different with an exchange, guys. So, I mean, you're, you're not betting. It's very different with a sports book. You'll be betting against us, but you're actually betting against other people on matchbook.com. That's the difference, you know. So, you're like, I, I hope you guys win, you know, because I don't, I haven't made relationships with the guys you're betting against. So, I can, I'm on your yeah. side here in this one. It's very different because, like, I mean, look, if you guys jump into a championship game at the weekend, like, people can – there's a thing called posting an offer in the exchange, right? So say if you want, if you kind of wanted to lay Pompey in that spot last week, right? And you and you you want to keep the draw on side as well. You can lay them at 2.6. Yeah, the general line you guys were saying was 6 to 4, 2.5. But if you think, geez, guys, this, this price is wrong, right? Just post up an offer. It's very simple. Again, there's articles on this on the site as well about posting an offer. It's very simple. You can set the odds and go. Okay, I want to keep a bit on side. You can put in what your liability is going to be on that, so you don't. You're not going to get screwed in any way. If you if you only want to lose fifty quid, no, well, you don't want to lose. But if you can only afford to lose fifty quid, you can put the fifty quid offer there at two point six. And look, the market might go the other way, and you're not going to get matched, but it might go that way. And you know, you're keeping the draw on side, and you're you're essentially playing the bookie. I suppose, in all honesty, with that, I think a lot of people are going to get afraid. Uh, by posting offers and wanting to be the bookie it's not for everybody it's still you know probably more advantageous to just go on the side and say okay i want to back sunderland here what's the best way of doing it and that's you know you go on to the matchbook grid and the the back prices are in blue the lay price and odds are in pink so it's very similar to anyone who's kind of had experience with the exchange uh, with betfair and whatnot like you know so by the way 
kudos on the name the football betting podcast literally you cannot go wrong with that at all love the branding our brand guys here love that as we are what we said on the tin, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's nothing else there. There's no conjecture. There's no, we're not talking about cleaning products or uh, Instagram makeovers or anything. You know, you're, you're just getting it. I like that. Um, but next week, uh, so we don't have it ready to go this week, but next week we will have a specific offer for your guys' listeners. So we're, we're really looking forward to it. And uh, yeah, onwards and upwards. Fun times ahead. Brilliant. No, thank you very much then, Sully, for... Uh, appearing on the show great to have you on and we hope you guys have enjoyed listening to to him too my pleasure guys thank you cool well fantastic change of pace getting the new voice on the pod there back to the usual for me and you now tom league two Uh, anything straight off the bat which you like the look of in in this league 100 percent. i want to start on friday and the friday night game Tranmere colchester Really excited uh, about the price that I can get on Tranmere here. 2.14. I I think that's a a great price. I think it's around the 21 to 20 mark. Uh, I mean, we've spoke, haven't we, about um, Tranmere and how they've been horrendously boring. Six goals scored in 10 and four conceded. It's the best defensive record in the league, as you can imagine. Uh, they're playing against a Colchester side. So Colchester seem to have two sides to them. They seem to be relatively decent away from home, to be honest with you. Uh, they've got uh, an unbeaten record on the road, but I'm predicting that that is going to end. Recently, they've been really, really poor. That, that performance against Salford needs flagging up. Uh, a 2-0 loss on the surface of things, you know, doesn't look too bad obviously Salford big spenders but by all accounts the performance was absolutely dreadful and Tranmere I I just like what I see Tom you know last three games you've got a home win against Crawley a nil-nil resolute um, draw away at uh, Forest Green who are top of the league and then a 2-0 win against Salford I'm just really liking what I see from Tranmere at the moment under Mickey Mellon won their last four home games and despite Colchester being decent on the road so far this season, I'm not buying it. I think it's a great price, 2.14 for Tranmere. Cool. Yep, I like it. Uh, for myself, jumping into Saturday, let's go to Harrogate Town. 1.6 are the odds for Harrogate Town to get a victory over Scunthorpe. So in Harrogate, you've got a surprise team, I'd say, in second place. Um 19 points gained from their first 10 matches. So fantastic start for them. And Scunthorpe, as you know, we said at the start of the season, we didn't like Scunthorpe. We thought they'd be down there. Uh, so far proven right. One win from their opening 10 games, propping up the entire Football League pyramid. Um, I just think you've got two sides here on completely opposing forms. I'm happy to go against Scunthorpe every single week at the moment because they're just showing nothing. They're showing absolutely nothing. You know, in the last month alone, they've lost 4-0, 3-0, 4-1, 1-0 to Port Vale, and then they've squeezed in a point when they drew 2 all to Carlisle. So their form generally is rubbish. They've not won an away game this season, as you'd expect, being in their lowly league position. And Harrogate unbeaten at home so far this season. So I think all the signs tend to point to Harrogate. And in Harrogate's home home games, they have been unbeaten against decent sides like Newport, Exeter, 
Barrow doing very well this season. Rochdale picked themselves up and doing all right now. So, yeah, I expect three points for Harrogate. I think Harrogate are basically playing against a uh, National League side, aren't they? That's the way mm-hmm. I look at it. Scunthorpe are, uh, with all due respect to National League sides, they are they are that far adrift of League to uh, quality. I, I, that's how I see that game. And it's, it's a good price when you take that into consideration. I, Tom, I'm going to go for Bradford. Now, Bradford... Um, they're away from home against Newport County. 2.38 for the Bantams. Obviously, Mike Flynn uh, leaving Newport after what's been a, a, a disappointing start to the season down in, in 12th position. Uh, but I feel like there's a lot more to it uh, than that. And, yeah, it, it's just not a happy place. I mean, You could argue that Bradford isn't the happiest place at the moment. You know, they unfortunately haven't managed, uh, they've only, sorry, managed one win in their last six. And that was a game against Rochdale, uh, a 2-0 home win. But I'm having a look at Bradford and I like what I see performance-wise. Newport scare me big time. Uh, I feel like they're, they're on the brink of kind of going off the rails from what, from what I've seen with my own two eyes. And, you know, in Bradford, they've got Andy Cook with, with five in ten. Lee Angle's got two in three. Uh, they've got some good firepower. And for me, I, I'm happy to go with Bradford, despite the fact that they're not in the best form. Uh, and like I said, uh, on the road this time, priced at 2.38. Mm. Okay. Uh, personally, one, I'd, <laughs> I wouldn't touch that one. But um, fair enough. I like your reasoning is sound. Uh, one for me, and I think you might just echo this back at me and not want to touch this one, but I, I quite like the look of Exeter away at Stevenage. And this is a bit of a risky one. It's 2.6 for Exeter to get the win away from home. Um, Exeter are a side who they're unbeaten in eight consecutive league games. Uh, they're in sixth. The problem is they've been drawing too many. So they've only lost one game all season. Uh, they've drawn six and won three. So, yeah, definitely not great um, in terms of getting the wins on the board, but they are still in the playoffs. So, they're probably pretty happy with that. What I'm looking at is the head to head stats mainly between these two sides because Stevenage got a rubbish record against Exeter. Exeter have won the last five consecutive meetings. It's been 13 consecutive games since Stevenage last kept a clean sheet against Exeter as well. So I'm just marrying up Exeter's strong unbeaten home form in the league. The fact that they tend to do well typically against Stevenage um, and the the odds are good for this at 2.6 for an Exeter win. Uh, yeah, I, I can't dismiss the fact that Stevenage are doing well. They're, well, better. Not They're not doing well. They're doing better. They've changed their formation, unbeaten in the last three since doing so. But... It just seems like Exeter might be one of those bogey sides for Stevenage that they struggle to beat. Yeah, yeah, maybe. It's a real thing, isn't it, when when teams have oppositions that just, just cannot beat for whatever yeah. reason. Yeah, I'm all I'm all in on that, mate. I'm a big Stevenage uh, fan, but yeah, have to go against them this weekend. Uh, I am a massive Forest fan, as you know, Tom. Forest Green, I mean. Uh, they are at home to Swindon. 
and they're priced at 1.79. This will be the third or fourth week in a row where I've tipped them up uh, for good reason. You know, you don't need to be a rocket scientist to tip up a team uh, that is four points clear at the top of the table. They're playing fifth place Swindon Town. Uh, obviously, if you just looked at the league table, alarm bells might be ringing there. and uh, You might be thinking that this is going to be a tight one, and, and it, it might well be. But I'm having a look at Swindon's last five results, and I'm not overly convinced it is strong enough to stand in the way of Forest Green. They beat Bristol Rovers. I don't think there's anything to uh, celebrate about that. They drew nil-nil at home to Colchester. I just spoke about how I don't think Colchester are a good team. Drew away at Northampton. Okay, that's fine. Lost against Port Vale. Port Vale are up there. Drew away at Stevenage. And we just mentioned that Stevenage are having a bit of a tough time at the moment. And then you look at Forest Green, on the other hand, Tom, their last five games. 2-0 away at Carlisle. Nil-nil home to Tranmere. 4-0 away at Stevenage. 1-0 at home against Northampton, 0-0 away at Exeter. Forest Green, previously before that, there was their last loss, a 2-0 loss to Port Vale. So that's five unbeaten in the league. They're looking relentless. They're looking like, Tom, this is the season where they do get mm. promoted. They've lost one in 10 so far this season. And I I cannot resist that price. It is around the 4-5 to five mark, 1.79. Mm. Yeah, well, they've threatened it, haven't they, for their last few seasons? Uh, yes. Bottled a few playoff playoff jobs, but yeah, maybe this is the one they do automatically. I'd, I'd like to see them go up. I've got a couple of things to add to this as well. I agree with you. Something that I didn't think that I'd probably ever say on the pod, but Swindon wanted to cancel this game due to the amount of international call-ups they've had. Oh. Uh, and because it's being shown on Sky Sports, they can't cancel it because it's already been picked for TV, whatever, and the rules are the rules. So, yeah, Swindon have got four key players missing um, because of international call-ups. So that's obviously going to affect them and their ability to get a positive result from this game. So, yeah, that's just another thing I think that will work in Forest Green's favour. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I was in before, but now I am. I'm, now I'm diving in head first with no armbands. That is... <laughs> I'm well into that now. <laughs> right. Um, I'm glad you are. I don't actually have anything else uh, for League Two. It's pretty slim pickings, which isn't exactly what we want when <laughs> the games themselves are, are pretty short in supply. But uh, yeah, there's nothing no, I else. Think, I think there's some good quality picks in there, uh, yeah. personally. But yeah, happy to move on and recap last week's Bombproof Trebles. So, um, my one was one that I thought was pretty much a banker, to be fair, as far as trebles go, but I seem to have cursed all teams involved. So, I went for MK Dons against bottom club Doncaster, and MK Dons lost 2-1. I also went Sunderland on the double chance in their game against Portsmouth, and despite Portsmouth not winning in eight consecutive games and Sunderland being top of the league, uh, Portsmouth decided to win 4-0. And finally, um, I had Exeter at home against 22nd in the league, Walsall. And despite taking the lead twice, Exeter threw it away twice and uh, ended up drawing 2-2. Yeah, a bit of a hard luck story. I'll give you that. Uh, and that's not patronising at all. Uh, I feel like it, it could have gone a it could have gone a, a different way for sure. 
Uh, mine was pretty comfortable, to be honest with you. I had uh, Blackpool, uh, Blackburn, Rovers, both teams to score. That was 2-1 to the Tangerines. Then I had uh, Bolton to win at home against Shrewsbury Town. Shrewsbury did miss a Penenka-style penalty. So that was a stroke of luck that went my way. But overall, uh, worthy performance from the Trotters. And then I had Forest Green sound like a broken record, but I had them away at Carlisle and they delivered with one of the most comfortable 2-0 wins you will ever see in your lifetime. Uh, £10 on got me 84 back. So really happy with that. Happy to get first win in a couple shows now. So... Yeah, so we're going to read out a joint treble this week. Obviously, we've got a, uh, a a couple of postponements and you know internationals, blah blah blah. So it doesn't make sense for us to pick six games that we think is going to win out of one league. Uh, it doesn't make sense at all. So we'll do a joint treble. A uh, little word of warning: uh, this obviously the whole show really is for over 18s. And we want you guys to gamble responsibly. Me and Tom, we back our bets with £10 stakes, but that's because we can afford to lose it. If you guys can't afford to lose £10, then please don't risk £10. And remember, we do lose. Everyone loses. So please make sure that you're not going beyond your means or chasing losses or anything like that. So, Tom, uh, who are we going to go for? I'd like to champion Harrogate Town. At home to Scunthorpe. Uh, I'd like to think they'd get the win. I totally agree. I, Tom, I'm going to champion, as you can imagine, drum roll, please, uh, Forest Green Rovers. How about Ipswich at home to Shrewsbury? Oh, God. Fine. Or would you feel more confident in Wickham at home to Gillingham? <sighs> I want Wickham. I don't trust HMS Pistol League. Not yet. <laughs> I'd, ra- I'd rather yeah. put my money on Wickham and Gareth Ainsworth than Paul Cook in his FIFA career mode club. Okay, cool. So let's just recap that one. So we've gone for Forest Green to beat Swindon at home. We've gone for Harrogate to beat Scunthorpe at home. And we've gone for Wickham to beat Gillingham at home. So three strong home sides in their respective divisions. And a £10 example stake returns £44 back. Love it. Absolutely love it. Home banker treble, hopefully. Yes, love it. Yeah, love it. Yeah, so more than happy with that. Uh, moving on to something I'm not more than happy with is fantasy football. Happy to keep this section short and sweet. I had another crap, le- crap week. Worst game in the world. Yeah. Have you seen all these things about people are getting their accounts hacked and stuff? Yeah, mine was one of them. I wish someone would hack my account because they'd probably do better. <laughs> I couldn't agree anymore. Um, <laughs> I, I, I honestly, I am. The worst thing is, Tom, do you know when people get down near the bottom and they just go, oh, I ain't checked my team since opening day, can't be bothered. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm doing my best. Here. <laughs> <I> actually try. <laughs> I am doing Same my here. best because it's our league and I feel like we should yeah. be trying the whole you know the whole way through but it's just not happening for me and i'm sick of it no i completely agree um let's read out the 10 people who are very good at this so 
So from 10 to 1, you've got Joe Burrows, Peter O'Hagan, Andrew Johnson, Simon Tither, Brian Grant, David Doherty, Sean Hayes, and then in third, Philip Duna, in second, Vincent Rayner, and once again, top of the league, uh, after he was knocked briefly off his perch last week, it's Danny Davy with Davy Mo Kiev uh, leading the league by four points. Great name as well. Yeah. Love yeah, that. I like that. Yeah. Love it. Um, 20 quid free bet on offer for the winner. You can still join the league. So if you want to get in touch with us uh, to get the league code, Twitter is the best place to do so. Send us a DM or just tweet at us. Uh, T underscore FB podcast. Growing a nice community on there. Um, so, yeah, a couple of bet slips flying around, a couple of stupid memes, that football talk, whatever. I encourage you to widen your podcast experience uh, by having a dose of us every day. <laughs> yeah, why not? And if you really enjoy us that much, you can rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts uh, we'd really appreciate that perhaps if you've you know won some money off some of the tips or won a bomb through treble whatever we'd really appreciate it if you took two minutes to leave a review for us for sure thank you so much thank you to Sully for joining yeah. us hope you really enjoyed that amazing segment of the show and uh, yeah gamble responsibly guys look forward to seeing what everyone's got on this weekend yeah and we will be back once again uh, next week with a full slate of fixtures once this international break is over. So next week, back to the normal Premier League champ, League 1, League 2, smashing out of the park. So yeah, thank you guys. See you next week. <laughs>